All right, beautiful. So today's daf is daf Yud Ches. Now we got up to Lema um, Misayeyale. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? Okay, it's the end of the second line, beginning of the third line on Yud Ches Amar Aleph. And let's remind ourselves we're in this fascinating uh, topic, which is a uh, a major topic in Yavamas, and that is Yesh Zika or Ein Zika. Okay, as soon as the Yavama falls to the Yavam. Yesh Zika, is there a bond that's there immediately? And what type of bond is that? There's big ramifications of what it is. As we're going to see later, not only as far as Arias, but also as far as laws of husband and wife. For example, there's times where a husband's allowed to be uh, made for his wife's vow, his wife's neder. So if you hold Yesh Zika, if you hold there's already a bond... What does that mean? Is it like a? Is it enough of a enough of a bond, enough of a marriage that like if she would make a vow, he can nullify it? Like you know, what is this exactly? If you hold ein zika, there's no zika. There's just an obligation to do yibum. So then, obviously, there would be no uh, there'd be no opportunity to be made for the wife's nether. So we're, we're bouncing off of Amud Beis where we came out with a machlokas Rav Huna had taught us that uh, Yesh Zika, um, Rav Huna had taught us Ein Zika, there's no bond, and Rav Yehuda said Yesh Zika. Rav Yehuda said there is a bond, and we asked on each one, you know, why they didn't just say their thing straight out, for, because Rav Yehuda taught us Yesh Zika by saying to us that Shomeres Yavam Shemesa Aser Be'ima. If your Yavama dies, you can't marry her mother. Now that would be true if you hold Yesh Zika. So the Gemara had asked, why don't you just say this uh, straight out? Okay? So, but, you know, we, we had a conversation why, we, why the, each one didn't say it straight out. What are the added chidushim? Bottom line is, Machlekes, Rav and Rav Yehuda, Yesh Zika or Ein Zika. Now we're up to Lema Misayeyale. Let's bring a proof for Rabbi Yehuda. How so? So, here we go. Yevim Shemesa Mutabachesa. The Mishnah tells us that if somebody's Yavama dies, you're allowed to marry her sister. Which seems to imply her sister, yeah, but you can't marry her mother. Says the Gemara, no, incorrect. This applies even by her mother. But since we said in the beginning of the Mishnah that a woman who dies, you're permitted to her sister. So, where we know that really means her sister, but not her mother. Because there we're dealing with Isser Da'irai. So you're not allowed to marry your mother-in-law after your, your wife dies. So in the Seifa, we said, But it's not really coming to teach us that Achaisa, but not your mother. Okay? We thought it was, oh, not your mother. No. We have a different reason why we're specifically mentioning Achaisa. And since that reason is in place, you should not be Medayik, Davka Achaisa without Ima. Really, it could apply to both. Bottom line, this Mishnah is not a raya to Rabbi Yehuda who holds Yesh Zika. Okay. Period. Says the Gemara. Lema a massive Rav Huna Bar Chia. Rav Huna Bar Chia asked a challenging question. Listen to this case. Very interesting case. This is getting into a scenario now of a brother. Okay. A brother who has not yet been born. Asaba Maimer Umes. So, let's say Levi, Reuben, Shimon, and Levi, Levi's not born yet. Shimon dies, okay? And Reuben does mimer on, Shimon, on Shimon's wife. 
now Levi's born and Reuven dies. Remember this case? You have the third brother, but the same woman is falling to him from the original, from Shimon's marriage. She's forbidden to him because she's his brother's wife and there was never Yibam. He wasn't in the world. But as far as Reuven's mimer, maybe they are connected because Reuven and Levi did walk the world at the same time. Remember as well, what is another idea? Remember, Yavamas is not complicated, it's just very multi-layered. There's a lot of layers to this. So the added layer you have to bring in over here is that Mimer is only Midrabanan. Okay? So as far as like the, the Orisa marriage of Shimon, Levi's forbidden to Shimon's wife. But now Reuven did a rabbinic marriage and then he dies. So here we go. So, you're not allowed to do Yibum, but you do Chalitza. The reason why Levi does Maimer is because Ruvain did uh, Ruvain did Maimer. The reason why Levi could do, does Chalitza is because Ruvain did Maimer. But let's say, Ruvain never did Maimer with Shimon's widow. It seems to imply that the other wife, that the yeah, the other wife would be capable of Yibum. Why? Why? So now pause. Because Shimon's wife never fell to Levi, because Levi never walked the world with Shimon. So if Ruvain would not have done Maimer on Shimon's wife, and now you just have Shimon's wife. And Levi's born. Is there any connection? No. Because Levi never walked the world with Shimon. Okay. So now says the Gemara. But V'i Amrit Yesh Zika. If you're going to tell me there is an automatic Zika ban. We should say that Shimon's, um, we should say that Reuven's other wife should be considered the Tzara of this, of an Arias, of this woman who never fell to him. So we should say she's not capable of Yibum. Says the Gemara, no. What's the obvious answer? What's the obvious answer? There's a difference between the Arias and the Rabban. It doesn't matter whether they do Maimar or not. Either way, the other wife of Reuven, you got to do Chalitza. And this that we said, oh, it's because the second brother did Maimer. That's what we're coming to exclude the opinion of Beishamai. The Amri Beishamai says, Maimer Kaina Kenyan Gummer. According to fascinating opinion of Beishamai, Beishamai says that as soon as the second brother does Maimer, even Maimer is not a Derabadim Dikadin, Maimer is even a Deoraisa Dikadin. So now you have a fascinating case. You can have a, an additional layer to this because the second brother now has two complete biblical wives. So if he dies, so now one wife has been forbidden to Levi and now the co-wife is going to be the co-wife of an Arias because Levi, she's the co-wife of a woman that Levi's forbidden to because uh, due, due to being my brother's wife. Kamash Mulan, therefore the Mishnah lets us know that that's not the halacha, okay? If Shimon does Mimer, we don't paskin like Beishamai, and therefore we do Chalitza because we have to deal with the reality that one marriage was Dairaisa, one marriage was the Rabbanon, and the, the, the Rabbanon Dika Mimer cannot knock off the, the Oraisa Dika um, connection between Levi and the other wife. 
okay. Kind of. Um, well, but we'll explain it like this. Um, if a Yavama falls to two brothers, one brother goes, okay, there's three brothers, one brother dies childless, there's two brothers left. So she's now, two brothers are capable of doing Yibam on her. And one of them does Mimer. What does that mean? He, he gives her $100 and he says, with this money, I'm setting, I'm reserving you for Yibam so that my second brother cannot do Yibam on you. That's Mimer. Me the Rabbonon, the Rabbonon say you could do that. That, that now, Beishamai holds it goes so far to be even step, you know, a, a step of a Dairaisa for Yavama. But we Paskin, that Meinberg creates a rabbinic connection. So to answer your question of whether it's the same as Miyun, you know, same type relationship, it's, it's, it's work, it's both working through the Rabbanon, except that by Miyun, we do find that it's a, it's a real marriage, but it could just be uprooted retroactively. That's how they established that type of marriage. Um, by Mimer, we don't, the Rabbanon aren't necessarily saying that it's a complete marriage. They're just saying you're connecting yourself enough to her to knock off any sort of relationship from the other brothers. So I don't know, Klar, if it's, if in Lumdus, it's Mamish, the, the knot in marriage is tied completely the same way, but they, but they both are Dine de Rabbanon. If that's clarifying anything or more confusing, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. They can't, they can't live together, it sounds like. Uh, well, they can't live together except the way to acquire Yibam is by living together. So what would happen is, if you do live together, you are, that's, you're automatically completing the marriage. That's, that's how Yibam works. But yeah, technically, you know. Uh, okay. Says the Gemara, it's a challenging question on, again, on the opinion that there's Zika. If you have two brothers in the same world, hopefully this world. Okay, two brothers alive at the same time. One dies without a kid. Another brother stands up and does mimer. Uh, two, the Obama. Okay, he doesn't want to completely marry her, does mimer. But his big glasses love mimer. But he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't capable of doing mimer. Until another brother was now born and he dies. Pretty much the same case we had before. Okay? Two brothers. She falls as Yavama to one. Brother number three is born. And then um, the uh, brother number two dies when he intended to do Mimer, but he didn't. He didn't do Mimer. He was Ahmad, but Vlay Hispik, but Mimer. He didn't. So now, Hari Shaina. The original brother's wife, Yaitza, she's going out. In other words, she doesn't have Yibam or Chalitza to Levi. Why? Because her husband never walked in the world at the same time as Levi. They weren't alive at the same time. So they're Arias. She's going out because Levi to her is a non-born brother. Okay. Ushnia, what about the wife of the second brother who intended to do Mimer? Either you do chalitza or you do yibum. Now let me ask you a question. Let's pause and think for a minute. Did Shimon do 
Mimer on Reuven's widow? No. He thought about it. Did he do anything? No. Is he, is he married to her? No. Who's his wife? His original wife. What's his relationship with Reuven's widow? Nothing other than she was his Yavama. And still, Levi cannot do Yibum on Reuven's original wife. Why not? They're not Tsaras of each other. Mimer was never done Midrabanan. Oh, must be, says the Gemara. It must be. Ready for this? Let me ask you a question. Do you see from here Yesh Zika or Ein Zika? So like, like this, if you hold that a bond is like the beginning of a marriage, here's the whole chap, here's the whole lumdus. If you hold a bond is the start of something. So now I can start to understand why when Shimon didn't even do mimer, it's still like he has co-wives. He has his full wife and he has his Yavama who's connected to him automatically. Ah, he didn't even do mimer, so what? Yesh Zika, she's your quasi-wife. And therefore, your wife, no matter what you did, is considered a tsaras erva talevi, and that's why she's done. Very gishmak. Says the Gemara, to clarify the, the question, V'i amri yezika, are you going to say yezika, havala tsaras yezak zayabaylama bezika, yezayabaylama so why would we, why, how would this whole thing start? We should paskin like bezhilal and say, there's no yibum, there's no chalitza, you don't have to do anything. It must be, very gishmak. It must be Ein Zika. Beauty. Says the Gemara, Hamani, who's the author of the Brisa? Reb Meir, he, Damar Ein Zika. Okay. Says the Gemara, basically to wiggle out, to, to stand up for Reb Yehuda, and say, listen, you're right. This Mishnah would argue in Reb Yehuda, but the time of the Mishnah is Reb Meir. And Reb Yehuda doesn't pass like Reb Meir. He passed like the other Chacham. Says the Gemara, Omi Yisavli, the Reb Meir Ein Zika. You're going to tell me the Ein Zika is the opinion of Rav Meir? Is that really true? But we learned in the Mishnah, Arba Achin. Okay, four brothers. This is coming up in just a week and a half. Okay, Arba, uh, the the, the well known case of Arba Achin. So you have four. You have uh, four brothers. Shnayim mehem nesuay shtei achoyes. Two of them are married to two sisters. This is, by the way, this is the Arba Achin is the first Mishnah of the third parak. Of Yavamas. Okay. So, uh, so four brothers, two of them are married to two sisters. Not uncommon. Makes no, no issue so far. And the two brothers who were married to the sisters both die. So now you have two widows who are sisters that fall to the remaining two brothers. Now. Harei Elu, what's the halacha in such a scenario? The two brothers, Cholatzes, you must do yibum velo misyavamais, and you're not allowed to do. You're not allowed to. You, you, you must do chalitza, and you're not allowed to do yibum. Okay. Now let me ask you a question. Why don't we just say to one brother, one of the remaining brothers, you marry one sister. Say to the other brother, you marry the other sister. Why can't you do that? Kavaldik. Answer is, because every woman you want to do Yibam on, you already have a Zika to her sister. Must be, Yesh Zika, beautiful. Beautiful Yisak. <laughs> There's no Zika, so why are you telling me to do Chalitza here? 
Hani Trey Mitrei Kaason. So you have two, you have two almanas. They're coming from two different uh, situations. Let each one do yibum. Why is Reb Meir saying no? You're not allowed to do yibum. It must be la oila zika. It must be Reb Meir holds ein zika mishum tekasavar aser levato mitzas yom. Oh, so we have another problem here. Says the Gemara, very interesting, and that is that there's another issue where Reb Meir kicks in and tells us you're not allowed to. You purposely remove yourself from a situation of performing the mitzvah of yibum, and therefore, the reason why Rav Meir um, says there's no yibum is not because of what we originally thought. Rather, Rav Meir holds because once you do yibum on one, you're assering yourself from yibum to the other, and you're never allowed to put yourself into a situation where your your action is removing a yibum opportunity. The dilma, because perhaps. Once you do yibum on one mayis, he will die. Uh, a mayis idach. The other one will die. Okay. So now you let's say you have two brothers left. Brother number one takes one almana, and brother number two is going to have the chasna the next night. But guess what? He wasn't able to, and he died. Brother number two passed away. So now brother number one just did yibum on a sister. And now the second sister is left hanging. She has nobody who she can marry. So you actively were mavatel, a mitzvah of yibum by your previous night's marriage to her sister. betalta mitzvah yavmin, and you end up being mavatel the mitzvah of yibum. And that's why Rav Meir is saying, "Oh, you got to do chalitza. You're not allowed to do yibum again." It, it has completely to do with a with a different aspect. You're not allowed to do an action that removes a yibum from any woman. And if by doing yibum on one woman, you're moving it to somebody else? Ah. Says the Gemara, one second. The ain't zika tibatel, but says, I don't understand this whole conversation. If there's no zika, so then the mitzvah is batel. Meaning, if, if there would be no zika, if there'd be no zika, it's a big deal. What, what, what do you, what's happening if you marry one? You're remo- what, what are you doing wrong? There wasn't a zika anyway. Yeah, the ain't zika ti batel. If there's no zika, so let the mitzvah run away. The Rav Gamliel Amar ain't zika. Rav Gamliel says ain't zika umutl batel mitzvah yom. He holds it's mutter to be mivatel the mitzvah yom. The Tanan. How do you know that you're allowed to be mivatel the mitzvah of of yibum according to Rabbi Gamliel? So listen to this Mishnah, fascinating Mishnah. Let's talk outside before we read it inside, so we'll have clarity when we reach. Uh, when we reach the uh, the, the uh, situation, so here you go. If you have somebody who's married to an eleven-year-old midrabbanon, so you have a girl who's a yisayma. Her mother and brother marry her off to Yankel. Okay, very nice. Now, how did they know Yankel? I'm just making up this part of the story now. How did they know Yankel? Because Yankel had a brother, Baruch, who was married to this girl's sister. So Baruch, Baruch and uh, Rachel are married. And Rachel lost her father. She has a kid sister who, who needs to get married to be taken care of. Okay? So Rachel knows her, knows her husband's brother. He's a sweet guy. So they say to the husband's brother, Nu, can you marry my baby sister? She's 11 years old. 
Yeah? Very nice. So, he marries the baby sister. Listen to what happens. A week later, Baruch dies. Childless. You have Yanko married to an 11-year-old. The 11-year-old's Midrabanan, the 11-year-old's older sister is now his Yavama. It is. So you're married to a girl who technically we can uproot her marriage if she refuses the marriage. And then fulfill the mitzvah of Yibam. You hear the problem and the potential solution. Right? We have a problem here. You're married to her sister, Midrabanon, but we have a possible solution. Maybe we should go tell the Kitana, do Mion, refuse the marriage, and now your husband can marry the, the older sister as Yavama. Any questions on the case? How do you force the katana to say me? Oh. That's the that you so you, uh, Yitzchak saying, what, uh, would you force a katana to do me? Well, I'll tell you, the, the Havamina maybe is that she's married to her husband, Midrab Banan, and now there's a biblical obligation that's coming the way. What right do you have to stand in the way of a, of a mitzvah dairaisa? Now, oh, now, now uh, to, to stick to your point, this, this idea that you're bringing up is mamish what our focus is going to be. Because remember, Rav Meir said, you're not allowed to do anything that removes a yibam. While Rabbi Gamliel says, Rabbi Gamliel says, uh, um, right? he holds mutter levato mitzvah yibam. Rabbi Gamliel holds it's mutter to be, uh, to be mevato, the mitzvah of yibam. Now, if you hold it's mutter to be mevatel the mitzvah of yibum, Rabbi Gamliel will say, "Let the girl stay in her marriage." I now you can't do yibum on her sister. Fine, it's mutter to be mevatel yibum. But according to Rav Meir, that you can't do that. You can't be mevatel mitzvah yibum. Maybe I would say taka force the younger girl to get out of her marriage. Okay, so that's gonna be the shock of Atariya for the next few lines. Here we go. Very gishmak. The time we learned in Mishra, Rabbi Gamliel says, "Im miyana, uh, miyana." Okay, if the young girl, when she turns 12, does mean, okay, guess what? You're allowed to marry her older sister as Yavama. However, if she, if she doesn't do mean, she doesn't refuse the marriage, she wants to stay. She likes her husband. Yankel's taka, nice guy. So then, the older sister waits for her younger sister to become a Gedayla. Now that her older sister Gedayla, is she married rabbinically or biblically? She's married to Iraisa because she's a Gedayla. And now, and the, other, and the older sister, Rachel, the widow, is now going to be off the hook of Yavama because she is Achis Isha. So you see, very gishmak, that according to Rabbi Gamliel, you're allowed to mevatel the mitzvah of Yibo. Okay. So Rabbi says back to Rabbi Gamliel, Karamis, you want to ask me a, a, a contradiction? It's not a contradiction, right? It's not a contradiction. Everybody, maybe we just have machalikas over here. This is what I mean. Rabbi Meir holds, Rabbi Meir is concerned really, even for a suffix. Rabbi Meir is going to say, even if you could possibly remove the mitzvah of Yibam, we don't allow that. But Rabbi Gamliel says, even if you're certainly going to be removing the mitzvah of Yibam, we're not concerned about that either. And Gamliel holds, it's okay, you're allowed to, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're allowed to um, tell the girl 
to keep her marriage. Says the Gemara, one second, Maybe the one who says we're not concerned about removing the mitzvah of Yibam is not concerned even when you're certainly going to remove the mitzvah of Yibam. When I said you are concerned is about removing the mitzvah, we'll say even by a situation of suffix. In other words, the Gemara is just, just period. The Gemara is just clarifying for us. We were bothered what exactly Machaikas Peter of May and Rebbe Gamliel is. Do you, couldn't you taka have an opinion where somebody is concerned about the possibility of Ibam and the other one says you're not concerned at all? You know, you know what a big Machaikas that is? Says the Gemara, no, relax, relax, yeah. <laughs> just two different opinions. One opinion says no matter what, just you keep living your life. Keep the current situation. It's a beautiful message in life as well. Very often we're, we're, we're already like worried about things that never happened, which you need to be reyes hanaylad. You need to look a little bit towards the future. But I, countless times, I, I suffer from this in my own life, but countless times people call up with this and what's going to be and it could be a shayla and this and that and I'm scared and I'm worried. And it's like, just let it play out. Let it play out. Let it play out. And at the end of the day, nothing happened. It's fine. Yeah. Played out, everything was fine. The Ebishel took care of it, right? One opinion is, don't worry. You don't have to tell the girl, go, get ready, force the mitzvah. Says it's going to be all chill, okay? The Rabbani Shalom had her in the matzav, she was married off, you just leave it. Everything will play out. Other opinions, no. Get involved, okay? You can't be in Mavato the mitzvah, Gavaldo. Here we go. If Abayi says this beloved Rebbe, Rebbe Yaseif, Hadrav Yudah Dishmolhi, the opinion of Rebbe Yehuda of Yeshzika is really the opinion of Shmuel. Ditnan, because we learned later on in a Mishnah, we now turn to Amad Beis. Shaymeres Yavam, if a woman is a Yavama. Okay, whenever you find the word Shaymeres Yavam, it means she's guarding the Yavam, uh, she, right, she's protecting it. It means she's, she's a Yavama, she's waiting for her Yibam. Shekidosh of Esachaisa. So you have a girl, she's a Yavama, a young lady, old lady, whatever it is. And the brother of the Yavam marries her sister. You hear this? It's a new case for us, it's not complicated. A girl falls to the brother as a Yavama, and the brother, instead of marrying her, decides, you know what? I'm putting a ring on her sister's finger. So it's interesting. You have a mitzvah to do, and now you're going to marry her sister afterwards. So let's think about it outside. Before we read it inside, where are our thoughts? Well, if you hold Yesh Zika, and there's already a pre-existing relationship, maybe it's not even a marriage to the sister. Or maybe Zika is not enough of a marriage to say the other one's not a marriage and get into the whole lump of it. If you hold Ain Zika, so then you know what he just did? He has a full-fledged marriage to the sister and he's just removed the mitzvah from himself. Okay? So, Mishum de Rabbi ben Beseira Amru. They said in the name of Rabbi Yudah ben Beseira, Aymrim Lai, we tell the brother, Hamtein achayasa achicha maisa. Okay. Wait until another brother does yibam or chalitza on your brother's wife, on the widow, and then you'll go marry her. Seder? Now, in order to say that, if there, even if there is zika, it can't be a strong one. 
Because even now, why would you be allowed to marry her sister? Okay? The Amr Shmosh was as Allah Rabbi Yehuda Beserah. Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda ben Beserah. Okay? That there is Zika, but you got to make sure it's not strong enough to create a full, like it's a marriage, and you need to wait till the Zika is removed in order to marry the sister. That's what we tell them. There's Zika, but it could be removed. Okay. Amar so Rabbi Yosef says back to his beloved student, Abaye, De'i derav mai. If Rabbi Yehuda wants to quote Rav instead of Shmuel, what's the, what's the problem? Kasha derav adarav. Is it going to be a contradiction in Rav? No. Doma amiroyne nuvalibu derav. He says, meh. He's not impressed that he has to be following the opinion of Shmuel. He says, maybe it could be Rav. And there's different Talmudim who are quoting Rav differently. Okay, different opinions over what they're, what Rav held. Says the Gemara, what do you mean? Kiva did bar meshveid Shmuel behedya lemaisa. It was we said Yesh Zika in the name of Shmuel. Umeshveid Rav kamayroi, but Rav was only quoted by his Talmidim. So loy shavkina meshveid Shmuel behedya umakmina kamayroi valiba de Rav. Okay, we're not going to push aside something that we know clearly came out of Shmuel's mouth and instead quote Rabbi Yehuda to be saying something in the name of Rav when it's not so clear what Rav held anyway. And that's why in our original statement on the bottom of, uh, on the bottom of Yurcha Samad Aleph, we said that um, the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda is following Shmuel because that is a much clearer statement. It's a lot more clear as to what Shmuel holds than it is what Rav holds. Okay. I was saying over this conversation in front of Rav Zvid from Narda. Amari said to me, Let me tell you something. You should teach it as follows. Okay, and I'm sorry. You did teach it as follows. That's how you taught over this halacha. Okay, that Rabbi Yehuda is in the name of Shmuel. But Anan behedya masnisin. For us, we're actually basing ourselves straight out of a Mishnah. All right. Now, Shmuel, and, Shmuel was an early Amir. He says, we're, we learn Rabbi Yehuda Ben Ishtamik straight from a Mishnah. Am Rabbi Yehuda Shmuel. The Rabbi Yehuda says in the name of Shmuel, Shemeres Yavam that dies Aser Be'ima is Aser to her mother. You never did even on her. But you're still Aser to her mother. Alma Kasavar Yezika. You see, Yezika. And Shmuel So the whole halacha doesn't, it's not Rabbi Yehuda agrees with Shmuel. It's that Rabbi Yehuda agrees with Shmuel because Shmuel is quoting a Mishnah. So it all goes back to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra. Okay. Gavaldik. Says the Gemara. U Trichi. We need both statements of Shmuel. Diashmin on Yesh Zika. If Shmuel would have just told us Yesh Zika, there's Zika. Now again, if there's Zika between the Yavam and Yavama, is the Yavam allowed to marry her, her relatives? No, you can't marry her mother. You can't marry her sister. Okay. So if Shmuel were just a Yesh Zika, Havamina, I would have thought to say Hani Mili Bechad. This is when there's only one remaining brother, and now there's a Yavama. So there's a Zika bond between the one brother and the Yavama. About betray, but let's say you have a Yavama that falls to two brothers. Maybe the Zika bond doesn't take hold because who's it gonna, who's she connected to? She can only marry one guy. So what are you going to say? 
Yesh Zika to two guys? Not possible to have a marriage connection to two men. So maybe if two brothers are remaining, lie. There's no Zika bond. Because it's like this Zika laser trying to find one, uh, one Yavam to latch onto. If there's one brother, boom, there's a Zika. If there's two, ah, I don't know what to do. So it's kind of stuck in limbo and there's no Zika on either brother. That's what I would have thought just with Shmuel's first statement. So Kamash Malan, therefore Shmuel lets us know from the Mishnah, Allah is like Rabbi ben Besera, even when you have two brothers, that was the case of the Mishnah, even when you have two brothers, still we're going to say there is Zika and it applies to both brothers. And if he would have just said that Allah is like the Mishnah of Rabbi Mechayim, I would say there's only a Zika while she's alive. But let's say she dies, Maybe the Zika leaves, all the Arias leave. And you can marry her mother. My Yavama dies. Maybe I would think you can marry her mother. Because maybe beforehand there was Zika, but this Zika vanishes. Zika doesn't just run away. It doesn't just go nowhere. And therefore, even if she dies, it's still gonna, it's still gonna stay usher to marry her sister. Or to marry her mother. Now, just to keep in mind the svarah over here, the logic over here, actually makes a lot of sense. You know why? Because why would I think the Zika just poofs? Why would I think it just goes away? Because, Lamaisa, that's what happened to start the Zika. Which Arias went poof? Which Arias ran away? My brother's wife problem. Until now, this Yavama, I've been ushered to her. She's my brother's wife. Now my brother dies. Death made the issue of brother's wife go poof. That Arias is no longer there. So now I even have a mitzvah to marry her. So too I would think, this is the Havamina, if Shmuel wouldn't have told me, right? Shmuel would have told me that, uh, you know, his statement besides for telling me it's Rebidu Ben Shmuel, of Rebidu Ben Besera. But I would think perhaps when the Yavama dies, Maybe also her Arias transgressions to her mother and her sister go poof. Also, it's gone, even though there was Zika originally. Kamash Malan, therefore he lets us know that no, if there's Yesh Zika, it, then it stays around and you remain forbidden to the mother and the sister. Shmuel is telling us with utmost clarity, Yesh Zika and Halacha's like Rebutim and Maseira, it applies both in the Yavama's lifetime, not in her lifetime, and the Zika remains. Period, end of that Gemara. Okay, very gishmak. Next Mishnah. Shnei Achin, you have two brothers, one of them dies. The second brother does Yibam. Good? And then Levi, the third brother, is born. We know this brother. This is a classic case of right? Levi is now born, and there's a woman here who, when she was married to his Levi's first brother, she has the transgression of brother's wife, because there's no mitzvah yibum. But as far as the second brother is concerned, there is yibum. All right? So you have one woman with two titles coming into Levi. Okay. Umay's second brother dies. So, Harishaina. The the Yavama, the first wife, So the, the wife who has two titles, Levi, does not have to do Yibum or Chalitza on at all. 
You know why? It never started. She is an Eishas Ach, to him, done. But what about if the second brother had a second wife? A tzara. So let's get into, let's see if we could break, articulate this very well. You ready for this? It's Gishmak. Before we read what her halacha is, Reuven and Shimon, Shimon dies. His widow marries Reuven. Reuven also has a second wife. Now Levi's born and Reuven dies. So the original wife of Shimon cannot fall to Levi. What about her tzara? So think about it. While they were both married to Reuven, as far as Reuven's marriage was concerned, there was no Arias that's falling to Levi. The only reason why there's some sort of Arias is not because of they were tsaras by Reuven. It's because she had an original problem when she was married to Shimon. The whole problem was completely separate from the second marriage. It was an original issue that never played into a second marriage. So here we go. The Hashnia, the Tzara, the other wife, guess what? According to Basil, also off the hook. Mishum Tzarasa, there's no Yibam, no Chalitza, because she's the Tzara of Aisha's Aksha. Let's say, brother number two, we'll call him Ruvain. That's what that was the case we gave. Did Mimer on his brother's wife, and then he dies. Never did Yibum. So then on the original widow who's falling to Levi with two names, so then Levi's going to have to do Chalitza, um, uh, have to do Chalitza on her, and there's not going to be any Yibum. Okay. Reb Shimon says, If the second brother dies, guess what? Levi can do Yibam on either one, or he could do Chalitza on either one. It is. Says Reb Shimon, there's no pre-existing condition on the original widow. Okay? There's no pre-existing condition. Bottom line is, on the second marriage, Levi was alive at the time that they both fell to him in Yibam. Memela, she's permitted to him from the second brother. It is. Major Chiddush. Major Chiddush. But you can hear the Svar. We're going to clarify in the Gemara. What the Svar. You hear the Svar. You can say, listen. Right now, she's a kosher Yavama to him. He was alive. Aye, pre-existing conditions. We'll see in the Gemara what to do about that. Here we go. Says the Gemara. Zakt Gemara. Amra Vaishya Vaishya says. Chalo kaya Reb Shimon af brishayna. When Reb Shimon says you could do Yibam on either one or Chalit on either one. He's talking about even in the Reisha of the Mishnah. Okay. What's the Reisha of the Mishnah? Levi's born even before uh, the, the first Yibam was done. Mimai. Where does, uh, where, uh, where do we get this from? Midiktani Mishnah Yaseira. From the fact that we have an extra limud, an extra statement over here that was not necessary. Why? So here we go. Says the Gemara to explain. Bava Deresha. In the first case of the Mishnah. In the first case of the Mishnah, um, Shimon dies. Ruvain doesn't do Yibam yet and Levi's born. So, Laman Katonila. 
why we, what, what, what does that case come and teach me? Either Mother Rabbanon, if it's come to teach me the opinion of the Rabbanon, Hashta Yibim Lubsoif Noilad, well, in the later part of the Mishnah, when we say, if Yibim was done and then the guy was born, Ti Ashkechei, where he was found, meaning he was already alive, Behetera Ashkecha, so we say that he was already in a matzev, where it's mutter to do Yibim, Asri Rabbanon, still the Rabbanon say, you can't do it, because Lemaisa, uh, there's a pre-existing condition. You're going to have to tell me a case where if he was born even before the Yibam, of course it's going to be Usr. So the, the second halacha, the, the, I'm sorry, the second halacha of the Mishnah is being Megalatos, that the first halacha is completely unnecessary. We don't like that. So that can't be the understanding. Elalav, rather, rather it must be, the reason why we're talking about the Reisha is to teach me the Chiddush of Rabbi Shimon, that Rabbi Shimon says, that the Levi is allowed to do Yibum no matter what. No matter when Ruvain did his Yibum on Shimon's widow, whether Levi was alive yet, whether he wasn't alive yet, and even in the ratio you're allowed to do that, says the Gemara, but that can't be the case either. You know why? That can't be the scenario of a ton of ratio. I'm sorry, the ton of ratio, and the ratio is teaching us a Chiddush like to teach us the power of Rav Shimon's leniency that even if Levi's born before the Yibum, still. Levi's going to be permitted to Yibam on the original widow. But Tana Seifa, and the Seifa is teaching us at the end, uh, the Chiddush, the Rabbanon, teach us the power of the Rabbanon's Chumra, and really by logic we should say, Reb Shimon really could have not waited till the Seifa, the Mishnah, to, to say something and say, oh no, by the way, um, you're allowed to do Yibam. Why did Reb Shimon wait all the way to the end of the Mishnah? He says, you're right. He could have spoken up earlier, right after the race, right after the first halacha, and even in the case when Levi's born before the Yibam, the, the first Yibam, right? He could have spoken up and said he argues. However, he kind of waited for the Rabbanon, um, uh, until they finished their conversation, and then he was arguing on them, which, very smart. Yeah, you ever want to argue on somebody? You ever, you ever uh, have a conversation with somebody and you walk away an hour later and you know they didn't hear you? You know they didn't listen because you never finished your comments, you never finished your statement, and the whole time they were busy trying to formulate their own opinion because uh, because they weren't really hearing your side of the story. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Shimon could have kicked in right away, but you know what he wanted to do? The Rabbana were still talking. So he waited, listened, heard them out, and then when they were done, he says, okay, now it's my turn. I still argue. And I argue on, um, and, and I argue both in the Reisha and in the Seifa. Again, in a Chanami, the Seifa that we allow is not even going to be a Chiddush. Because once in the Reisha, where we allow Levi to marry the widow when he was alive before the actual Eden, Kavachem in the Seifa. But the Seifa is here to teach me the Kayach of the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon don't allow it, even in the case where Levi was born after the Eden. Okay. Period. Says the Gemara, Ella, Eishas Achiv by Lamai. In the case of Eishas Achiv, according to Reb Shimon, it seems, in both cases of the Mishnah, is Levi going to be allowed to do Yibam on the woman that originally he was for? Yeah, according to Reb Shimon, if, again, Shimon died childless, Levi's not born yet, and now there's Reuven, who's about to do Yibam or does Yibam. Levi's now born. According to Reb Shimon, if Reuven dies childless, Levi can do Yibam. So the Gemara asks, so according to Reb Shimon, 
What's the case of Eishas Ach? That's Usher. What's going to be that case? Okay, we need to clarify what, that, what the situation is. Says the Gemara, um, a, a, a simple answer. Okay, here's what happened. You have one guy who dies. There's no Yibam. And then, a year after he dies, the dead guy's mother has another baby boy. So there was no original, there was no brother to kind of, you know, to hear who she ever fell in Ibum to. The only brother that exists in the world is this kid who was born a year later. Inami or betray. You could say there was a Yavama. There, there, there was a Yavam. There were two brothers. And the, um, what happened was, there's a situation of Yibam. And brother number one didn't do Yibam or Chalitza. For whatever reason. He just never did it. And then there's a brother born. So now that's also a case of Eshach V'Shahoy Ba'lamai. And Rabbi Shimon will, will very well agree that that brother who's not born is still an Arias to the original widow. You understand? So Rabbi Shimon's only permitting Eishas Achshay Hayo Ba'ilamai when he was Ba'ilamai when she was connected to a living brother. And the living brother either married, does Yibam on her or Mimer. But if there was a brother who did nothing on her or there's no brother at all, then the Achshay Hayo Ba'ilamai is an Arias to that Yuvama. Okay. Gvaldik. Says the Gemara, It makes sense if the brother who was alive at the time, okay? It makes sense brothers at the, uh, who was alive at the time did Yibam, and then brother number three was born. I can understand why, you know, you could use logic to explain why Levi would be permitted to do Yibam on her. You know why? Because the bottom line is, when did she, when did her Yibam, when did she ever become a Yavama to Levi? In a state of permissiveness. Right? Because think about it. Think about it. Let's, let's add, a, let's add a, a layer of halacha to this. In a regular case where Yavama falls to two brothers, one brother does Yibam. The other brothers are what? Can they do Yibam on her? No, she's taken. She's taken. So it says the Gemara, very gishmak. Think, think through this logically. You ready? Reuven and Shimon are alive. Shimon dies childless. Reuven does Yibam. Levi is now born. Was this girl ever a Yavama to Levi? No. Because even if Levi would have been alive, she's taken. By the time Levi was born, Reuven had already taken Shimon's wife as Yavama. So she, was, she never started Yibam to Levi. Right? When a girl's married, when, 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 when one brother does Yibam on the wife, on the widow, none of the other brothers have Yibam anymore. So if Reuven did Yibam on Shimon's widow, and then Levi's born. Was Shimon's widow ever felt to him in Yibam? Was she ever his Yavama? No. She never had a name Yavama to Levi. She was already taken. But ask the Gemara. What happens if first Levi is born and then Reuven did Yibam 
on Shimon's widow. So now as soon as Levi's born, she still has a name, Yavama. And she's usher to him. Usher to Levi, because he was like a Balama. So my time, what is the reason why Reb Shimon is going to say that if Reuven dies, she's mutter. Aye, she has a pre-existing name, Yavama, on Levi. That's the kasha. Says the Gemara, I'll tell you why. Here we go. We're going to come full circle on today's daf. Kasavar Yesh Zika. Reb Shimon holds Yesh Zika. Vizika Kiknusa Damya. Reb Shimon holds that Zika is so strong, it's considered like Reuven already did Yibum on Shimon's wife. It's amazing. So if Reuven, listen to this, ready? Shimon dies childless. Levi's born. Reuven does Yibum. Levi still never had a Yavama. Aye, Reuven didn't do Yibum yet. Doesn't matter. Reuven already had a Zika to the Yavama. So she's already considered taken. And therefore she never had the name Yavama to uh, she never had the name Yavama to Levi. Hence, that's why you're allowed to marry her. Says Gamara, Master Bisa challenging question. Hashta Ziko Maimer. One second. When it comes Ziko Maimer, Misafkale the Rib Shimon. Rib Shimon was in doubt. Whether she's considered married or not. Zika the Khudomi Baigan Tami Rib Shimon holds when there's only Zika that she's considered married. Come on. He doesn't know what to do with Maimer. He doesn't know uh, um he doesn't know what um yeah, he doesn't want to do a mimer. You're going to tell me Zika itself, he considers it to be a full-fledged relationship. Says the Gemara, no, let me explain. Mayhi, no. Rav Shem is basing himself off the following Mishnah. The time we learned in the Mishnah, Shleisha Achen, Nesuei Shalesh Noshim Nochrias. Let's say you have three brothers that are all married to three unrelated women. They're Nochrias. They're not related. Three brothers, each of them are married. Umei Sechmehem, brother number one dies without a kid. Ba'asa Basheni Mimer. The second brother does Mimer. So he's got, so Reuven, Shimon, Levi, okay? Let's say Reuven dies first. Shimon does Mimer on Reuven's wife. So now Shimon has one full-fledged wife and one Mimer wife. Okay, Umes, and now Shimon dies. So now Levi, ready? Where's Levi holding? So Levi now has his own wife. He has, a, he has the wife of Shimon falling to him as a regular Yavama. And then he's got this third woman who's falling to him as a Yavama of his first brother, but as a mimer of his second brother. Okay? Levi has to do chalitza on both these women. Shenemar, because it says in the Pasuk, Umes echad mehem, only when one brother dies, Yavama Yava Yalaha. Her her um her Yavama can marry him. In other words, he can have a relation with Yavama, which teaches us when you have a Yavama that only has one Zika falling to him because of a brother, But you cannot marry a woman who's falling to you as the Yavama of one brother and as the mimer of a second brother. So she's like an erva still, and now that she's an erva, you can't even marry the kohef. Rav Shimon Shimon says, "No, You can do yibum on either one that you want. However, you still need to do chalitza on the other one because obviously Rav Shimon is holding. There's no such thing 
as 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 a, a woman having a relationship with two of them. Let's explain. You can't do Yibam on both of them, we know, because Doma Yesh Zika. Because of the concern, this is where Rib Shimon was uncertain. Because of the concern that um, perhaps there is Zika. And if there's Zika, so then the original widow is connected to the second brother who did Mimer, so he strengthened that, and now she's considered a wife to Shimon, okay? So we're concerned that she's now falling to Levi with two names, which you can't do in the Pasuk. And now it's going to be a case of two Yavamais, that are coming with two names, and that the Pasuk told us in the Mishnah is not allowed. So what are you going to tell me to do? Do Yibam on one of them, top of tomorrow's daf. The ifter idach loi, and the other one is just off the hook and do nothing. You can't do that either. You know why? The doma ain't zika keknusya. Because maybe zika is not considered like a full-fledged wife, even when mimer's done. And therefore, it doesn't knock off the zika from the other widow. Because it was never like you were fully married. And you're going to have a case of two Yavamis that are falling from two houses. And this is where Reb Shimon was unsure. Okay? And therefore says Reb Shimon, listen, Levi should do Yibum on one, because, do Yibum on one, and Chalitza on the other. And now is when we say, Alma, you see from here, Misafkale, you see that Reb Shimon was in doubt as far as how far Zika goes. What is Zika? And this is something that we are going to continue to struggle on on tomorrow's daf. And that's like this. Rib Shimon's lenient. He's being lenient, though, out of a suffix. What's his suffix? And this is going to be so geschmack. This is what we'll pick up with Mitzvah and Matzi Shabbos. If there's a Zika, what is that? What, what, what is Zika? We know what a marriage is. What's a Zika? What's a mimer? What is these things? Rib Shimon says, I don't know how, what percentage married you are, how far along it goes, okay? Even when you have a mimer connected with the Zika. So we're leaving off, bottom line is, we're leaving off really with a kasha. And I'll show you how this is coming full circle. Not only to clarify Rib Shimon's opinion, but now that we did clarify Rib Shimon's opinion, we have a big question on our Mishnah, because here we go. We just established Rav Shimon doesn't know what to do with this. Well, if Rav Shimon doesn't know in this Mishnah what to do with Zika, there's no way he holds that Zika is a full-fledged relationship. And in order to hold Zika as a full-fledged relationship, our, our thinking is that's the only way he could be makele in our Mishnah. The only way he could teach me in our Mishnah that the Achiv Shlai is muttered to the other sisters is because, oh, a Zika is like a full-fledged marriage. And since like a full-fledged marriage, she never fell to the Levi in the first place. And that's why it's allowed. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. This is Gemara Akasha. Ultimately, we have an ultimate question. It doesn't make a lot of sense because there's no way Reb Shimon held that Levi clearly is only, is only having a relationship with one because the other, he doesn't know what Zika is. And you, Reb Shimon, who you don't know where to place Zika, how can you be so lenient on the Mishnah? As we know, In order, you want to be makel, you better know your beans. You better have come to decisions, and you must have everything clarified to tell us that Levi can marry the, the original Yavama, the original widow. But over here, we're saying he's unsure. So why is he allowing it? And this, Hashem, this will all be 
clarified on Matzi Shabbos.